Well, it's hard to believe that Christmas is less than, than two weeks away. It'll be here before you know it, and so will a brand new year. This is Truth to Ponder with Bob Bierman. And I welcome you to the Monday edition of Truth to Ponder, and I'm your host, Bob Bierman. What a weekend this has been. We decided or at least I decided to take a break from most of the news. Normally, there are a lot of news programs that we would watch and a lot of news sources we would read, but I felt the need to step aside at least a little bit and and not worry too much about the news of the day. It'll still be there when Monday rolled around. And, And so I didn't pay as much attention to the news, listen to some quiet music, tried to get some very much needed rest. I will tell you uh, that health-wise, I'm doing okay, but there are still some issues, and I'm actually one of those rare people looking forward uh, to the early part of next year and this second surgery to stop this issue. Sometimes this can really wear on me, and like today, I just feel really tired, really worn out. My mind is really hard. I'm having a hard time keeping my focus and and I understand why it's happening and I hope that we don't have to do anything dramatic between now and the time of the surgery if the problem should be getting a little bit worse but I mean I know what it is and, and so your prayers are appreciated and I'm going to keep doing the best that I can each and every day to bring you this program because I really believe for, for some of you this is an important an important part of your life and your day and in helping you try to discern the news. Some of the news I did watch, what little I did see. A lot of it had to do with with the Twitter revelations and I saw most of that on Friday night and then a little bit on Saturday but I chose after a little time Saturday morning to kind of, you know, churn away. There are a lot of people upset with what Elon Musk is doing. How dare he tell the truth? How dare he reveal information? How dare, (laughs) you know, he he talk about, what do you mean Twitter might have been colluding with the government? And if it is, that is very illegal. I mean, and it's very disturbing to me that our government would even do that. Now, because imagine, imagine if just for one moment, Imagine the uproar and the screams in Washington that you would hear if a Republican president, presidential candidate or party was colluding with a major social media corporation to get what would be worth billions upon billions of dollars in, shall we say, like-in-kind political contributions. I mean, after all, when you're suppressing one party and elevating another, you are, in essence, it's not a free speech issue, especially when you're doing it without any uh, pretending you're being neutral, when you're being dishonest about it. These companies who claim to be free speech and non-censoring were censoring on behalf of one candidate and one political party And I don't care how you cut it. I don't care what Merrick Garland thinks, because Merrick Garland is a reprobate, unworthy of his office, who should have his law license revoked and should be fired. This political hack should not be anywhere near a courtroom. 
He shouldn't be anywhere near the FBI. If anything, he should be investigated by a real FBI, which we no longer have, because they're in the tank as well. They're the Gestapo now. And if you don't think that's bad enough, we'll be adding the IRS, looking at every little transaction you do. I got a story that'll kind of tie that together in just a little bit. This year, we have watched this gradual erosion of freedom, and yet we're getting, we're beginning to get that veil pulled back that I felt so strongly this summer we would begin to see some truth. And some people that did not want to see the truth would begin to find it. Those that have been on the fence, you know, there are a lot of issues out there that many people simply do not understand. And they don't understand it because they don't even understand how the system like Google works when you try to get information. It is one-sided, slanted, and it has an agenda. I have an example of that coming up in just a moment as well. And so the truth is beginning to come out. And the lies are beginning to be exposed. And I wonder how long some other lies that have been suppressed that have been uh, pushed by mainstream media as truth are going to collapse. I'm hoping sooner than later. I'm not getting any younger. And I would like to see in my lifetime, I don't want to wait 30, 40 years. I'd like to see it happen in the next three or four months, the beginning of truth really coming out. Now, I know there's going to be a hard pushback the Justice Department, the Department of Injustice will do nothing. They will keep coming after their opponents using the courts, using the FBI, and basically violating the Constitution and committing treason. Now, I've thought about that a long time. I mean, what what I see Merrick Garland doing in selective prosecutions that are pretty much iffy to begin with They're trying to put fear into people. You don't challenge this regime, this dictatorship that's in the White House. And that's what we've got. We are increasingly being put into a prison without walls. They increasingly want to control money. That's why the digital, you're going to be hearing this term, central bank digital currency. It's going to be part of of the conversation increasingly for a number of what will sound like wonderful and positive reasons. It'll stop, you know, the drug trade cold because, you know, these guys can't, can't deal in digital currency that is controlled by the government. We know where you're spending your money. It makes it safe. And besides, that dirty money may have coronavirus on it. You don't want to be handing a clerk coronavirus that they touch and then they touch their nose and, and then they die of, of, the, of the virus. Yeah, we heard that back in 2020. We're also hearing that, you know, we discovered when you stayed home, it's better for the environment. And maybe you shouldn't travel as much as you used to travel. I mean, we could save the planet if you had just stayed home. Welcome to your prison without walls. Welcome to your ability of free expression being diminished by big tech, 
in collusion with government and controlling where you can invest and spend your money. If you don't think that's a prison, oh yeah, and control the healthcare system. These are the things that we've been watching develop over a number of years, decades. And then also keep people in confusion and after each other. And the school boards are doing a great job in many, many places of of division and stupidity. The transgender agenda is evil and dangerous, and it's a big lie. And yet, if you don't believe this big lie, you're the bad person. Now, one of the things I was saying, just how like Google and everybody else begins to identify what is what you're supposed to believe and know versus the things you shouldn't see. Just do a Google search on the word transgender and every story that you start with is all, are all about how positive it is. We need to understand it. We have programs. We have ways to do things. We're winning. We're, we're making the states understand that little infants in the womb know they're in the wrong bodies. We have to be there to help them if we don't abort them. And you find, I mean, it's all about non-conforming. And that's okay. We have all these organizations, gender identity terms, a a non-binary guide for parents. One of the first items on the list. And talking about how to help your little child or teen figure out their identity. Because see, they probably don't know it, so you really need to work with them because they could be either a boy trapped in a girl's body or a girl trapped in a boy's body or they're just gay. The odds are they're not straight and and they're and they're not correct. The doctor didn't assign the gender correctly at birth. This is what we're be, being told to believe. And a lot of this nonsense, are you ready for this? It's coming from the boys and girls clubs of America. Remember them when they were a sane institution? And we talk about mental health and, and what they consider bad mental health is if you don't believe in 62 genders, you're the one with the mental illness. Our medical system in the United States is now a fascist medical system. And, and it hit me one day, you know, we already have nationalized health care. We just don't call it that. And here's how it works. Think of how many doctors you knew 20 and 30 years ago that had a private practice or just a couple of doctor friends in their own office with maybe a couple of assistants. They were independent contractors. They did not work for some large corporation. They were their corporation. But as as the rules changed, as the federal government kept getting its tentacles into health care, and then when, oh, when we had the Affordable Health Care Act, which is nothing, of, it's not affordable and it's not real health care anymore, as it used to be, the government began to create the winners and losers. And if you're a big company willing to play ball with the government, the government will make sure you get money. And you can do well. 
And so you have, like for older people like myself, all these Medicare plans, all you know the ones approved by the government. And they're all competing. When you get surgery done or go to get a lot of health care done, you're going to places with names like Cleveland Clinic or Carillon uh, Medical Facilities. I mean, these are large corporations. And all the doctors now work for these big companies because the rules are now such that you just can't really do it like you used to. I know a husband and wife. He's a doctor. And she is a nurse practitioner. They have run a family practice for years and they're retiring. They can't do it anymore. The paperwork is killing them. And the expenses that they have to bear now are, are over, the, over the top. It's time to pull the plug and go home. Because he is at that age, I don't want to work for some other company for the next few years. I can just sell out, give it up and retire. And selling out is not the business. Selling out is just the property because that's all that's going to be left. We have fascist health care. In other words, just like in Germany where companies like Porsche and others and Bayer, they were the favored companies of the Third Reich. And so they were the ones that became immensely profitable because the government permitted it as long as they played ball with the government. That's how fascism works. It is one step removed from communism and national health care. Just one step. It gives you the illusion we still have a free health care system. But every day, these big health care companies become gargantuan and larger. And then you have bean counters sitting in offices in other states that decide that everybody in our facility must wear a face diaper. Even though we know it doesn't stop a virus, you must wear one because, well, the the CDC says we have to do it. You can't have ivermectin because the CDC says you can't have it. And if they say you can't have it, we have to abide and and you're not going to get reimbursed. You know, I mean all these these stupid games that are being played where doctors are being silenced, threatened by losing their jobs and their income. Fascist medicine is here. It's not coming. It is here, it is entrenched and it's only going to get worse as the years go by talking to a good friend and for many of us for a lot of our day-to-day health issues we're going to have to find naturopaths that are not a part of the system i understand you know my one and only health issue which is you know it's making the program for me today i feel a little bit like worn out i feel like i could just stop the recording and lay down on a couch and go to sleep for about an hour That's how I've been for several days. So your prayers are welcome. So from how the information is controlled by Google, by Yahoo, or any of the big search engines. By the way, speaking about doctors and ivermectin and hydroxychloroquine from a year or so ago, the CDC at their own website, I have seen it myself, so I'm not taking anybody else's word for this. I spent a lot of time there. It's kind of fun to go there. It shows how incompetent they are in even covering their own lies. 
They'll tell you, ivermectin bad. It may be damaging. It's horse paste. It's all kind of silliness. Don't use it. Get vaccinated. And they talk about, there are studies about ivermectin you need to understand right here in the website. So you go look for the studies. All the studies show a positive outcome for ivermectin, the opposite of what these lying reprobates are telling you on the front page of the website, what they're telling you on the news, what they're writing on Twitter and Facebook. It's all a lie. There's not a study to back up the lies that they're telling you. And the the studies that are on their own website, well, they're damnable to what they're saying. They're lying. And the fact that Rochelle Walensky is not up on charges, facing 25 years in prison, why Dr. Fauci is not facing prison time for mass murder, because, see, they knew their protocols were death protocols. They knew the things that worked, and they covered it up. They wanted more people to die. If you don't believe that, look at how hard they worked to make any death of any kind be a coronavirus death, especially in 2020. Cases of people that died in car accidents, legitimately died in a car wreck, ended up being counted as a corona death because the person had tested positive within 60 days. You could die by being hit by a city bus, but if you had tested positive within 60 days, or if you had a heart attack or a stroke. Didn't matter. Cancer didn't matter. As long as you had been positive within 60 days, you were listed as a corona death. And now we have a new thing called sudden adult death syndrome, SADS. And nobody can explain it. It's not the coronavirus. But we don't know what it is, but we have all these people that are healthy. I'm sure many of you saw that story about the guy that is the, uh, his name is escaping me now, and I had it in front of me before, so I apologize, but it doesn't matter. I think the last name is Wall. He, he, he is a, a sports writer. He's written back in the day for Sports Illustrated and others, you know, he, I think Fox Sports News and what have you. And he was over in in the United Arab Emirates, you know, for the the big soccer matches, football as they call it. And he died at age forty eight. He had been laughing and joking, and suddenly just died. Of course, he's also fully vaccinated, and his wife, by the way, who is a medical doctor, served on the Joe Biden advisory board for COVID nineteen. And both of them kept bragging and belittling anybody that didn't get their fourth or fifth booster shot. Why would somebody at age 48 like that keel over? Makes you wonder. There's too many of those kind of situations happening. And yet, we're told it can't have anything to do with the you-know-what. And if you dare even mention it, you get suppressed and canceled out and fact-checked on any social media because they can't allow the truth to destroy the control narrative that, that ushers in our little prison. I want to share this. 
when you stop and think, we are living today in a prison. And the walls are getting closer and closer and closer and closer. They control the money. They control your health. They want to look over every little transaction you do. They want to control what you're allowed to see and read and on the news. It just, it's ridiculous, but it's, it's just getting out of hand. You know, the book 1984, you had all this monitoring of what people did. I mean, it's hard to believe that books like Brave New World are coming, that they're, they're books like Prophecies. And we get there one step at a time. We get there one step at a time. See, Aldelius Huxley once said in 1931, before Hitler really had power, the perfect dictatorship would have the appearance of a democracy. Notice that that word democracy is used extensively by the left but would basically be a prison without walls in which the prisoners would not even dream of escaping. It would essentially be a system of slavery where through consumption and entertainment, the slaves would love their servitude. Does that sound like today? Put in your earbuds. Play some tunes on iTunes. Do as you're told. And in a year or so, move into the metaverse where we can really keep tabs on you and you can save the planet by not driving your car. We're almost there. The digital currency is pretty much here. And Jesus' return gets closer. The truth is being obscured. Let me give you a little example. Many of you remember the name Fred Rogers. He was the host of Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood. Started like, what, 1968, ran till into the 90s, like 33 years. He's a nice, harmless guy, wore that red sweater, had all his friends. And and here's a guy that, and I, I don't want to sound negative about this, and please don't take it this way, but he leaned to, shall we say, liberal I'm not going to say leftist, but liberal causes, thinking, and honestly, I really believed he did that from his younger years, just by his life, where he lived, where he went to school. He was actually overweight as a kid, and he got picked on. I understand that. I was, too, as a little kid. And so he kind of has a heart of gold. And that followed him into life. He studied for ministry. He was actually an ordained Presbyterian pastor. Though he never served the church, he served television to help families. And he kept his ordination in what was then, I think, the United uh, something Presbyterian Church in America, which ended up with the PCUSA. And his church body tended to lean toward the liberal causes, you know, social justice causes. But if you go back, oh, I don't know, maybe 25 years ago, Mr. Rogers still on television. 
This is probably a little audio clip I'm about to play for you. I have the video. I've seen it. This is Fred Rogers, Mr. Rogers, on television. And even though he would be considered a classic liberal uh, push for women's rights and a bunch of other things, and, 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 and some of the things that he pushed for, I have no particular problem with. Some of them are actually good. You know, we don't go and, and willfully destroy the planet and be hateful. I get that. The Bible's pretty clear about that. But I want you to listen to something that Mr. Rogers was teaching our little children. And tell me if if Mr. Rogers said that today on, on Facebook. If Mr. Rogers said that today on some television interview. What would the fascist on the left do to Mr. Rogers? Boys are boys from the beginning. Mm-hmm. Girls are girls right from the start. Everybody's fancy. Everybody's fine. Your body's fancy and so is mine. Only girls can be the mummies. Only boys can grow up and be the daddies. Yes, sir. Everybody's fancy. Everybody's fancy. Today, PBS would tell you that that's not true. They'll want you to forget that that Mr. Rogers told you that, that boys are boys and girls are girls and only girls can be mommies. They'll tell you that that's not really true. See, that men can be pregnant too. That's right. Bearded men can be pregnant too. In their minds, maybe. We are being told we must believe the most ridiculous lie that there is. And you have people that'll be violent, vicious, angry, and vile if you dare say, you know, you can't change your gender. You cannot change your DNA. And they will scream in your face and curse you. They're living under mass delusion. Total and absolute mass delusion. And the more of these divisive issues out there that you can use as wedge issues, LBGTQ+, Bible thumpers bad, you know, uh, gay activists in libraries and churches good. The more you can distort and destroy, that is how the evil wins. And we have to spend our time fighting all these ridiculous battles that we know are insanity. But these people are now under mass delusion to believe they can change their gender. To believe that we really need to use the same chemical that the state of Alabama used to use for chemical castration of child molesters and rapists. That that's good for little boys and girls. Because they're not sure about their gender at age 11 or 12. So let's use these chemicals and stop the the natural process. Then let's, you know, take the scalpel and destroy the body. And we wonder why the suicide rate among those that have been transed, have made the transformation, why their suicide rate is 44 times those that 
did not go through that process, though they may have thought they should. Can't talk about that. And the reprobates of the CDC think it's all good. We need gender health care. We need abortion health care. See, killing babies in the womb is health care. Mutilating bodies is health care. Worshiping the earth is our new religion. Now do you see why I do this program every day? Now I wish I could take a week off, as I'm saying. Right now, health-wise, I am just absolutely worn out. But I'm going to keep on keeping on. Because the only way I can do the program is me. And we have the bills to pay. I want to thank all of you that have come. A lot of new people, by the way, too. I want to thank all of you that are supporting this ministry. It means a lot to me. Right now, besides your financial support, your prayerful support for the program and for my health is so much needed. If you can help us, would you consider writing a check made payable to Ancient Word Radio, Ancient Word Radio? And the mailing address is Post Office Box 510. Post Office Box 510. And the city is Chilhowie, C-H-I-L-H-O-W-I-E, Chilhowie, Virginia. And the zip code in Chilhowie, Virginia is 24319 that's 24319 once again post office box 510 Chilhowie, Virginia zip code is 24319 your support to keep us on the air is needed and your prayers to keep me going is appreciated this is Truth to Ponder with Bob Beerman. Hanukkah, the mystery. Shalom Aleichem. This is the nice Jewish boy, Jonathan Kahn, your Jewish connection, bringing you the riches of your Jewish roots in Jesus. Now get your pen out as fast as you can so you don't miss out on receiving a special free gift you're going to get and love in a moment. Now, Hanukkah, try it. Hanukkah, it's a famous word, but few people have an idea of what it really means. It's not about presents, not about fun or games. Hanukkah is the Hebrew word for dedication. In fact, it's in the Gospel of John in chapter 10. It says the Feast of Dedication. That's Hanukkah. That's Hebrew for Hanukkah. It's about dedication, the dedication of the temple, but even more than that, rededication. It was about rededicating a temple that had been desecrated and defiled and polluted and given over to idolatry. Hanukkah is about rededicating the defiled and the fallen, and that's a beautiful thing. Because God's heart is to rededicate the fallen. That's what the Lord did with David. David fell, but then he rededicated himself to God's purposes. The Lord did it with Isaiah. He cleansed him, and then he rededicated Isaiah to his purposes. The Lord did with a woman who fell in adultery. He said, I don't condemn you. Go sin no more. He consecrated her to his purposes. The demoniac, he rededicated the demoniac to his purposes. Peter, after he fell, he rededicated him. You know, Mary Magdalene, Paul, and that's what he does with you. Good news, my friend. God doesn't just dedicate the holy. He dedicates the fallen. He dedicates those who've been defiled but who come back to his grace. He dedicates those who've been given to sin but come back. It doesn't matter if you've fallen or failed or been defiled or even wasted years of your calling. Come back to his presence, my friend, and he'll receive you. He'll cleanse you. He'll rededicate you to his purpose and use you as his sacred vessel because God is not only the God of dedication. He's also the God of Hanukkah rededication and that means the rededication of you want 
more? Listen, how'd you like to be powerful in the Lord, to be able to uh, do great things or move mountains? Well, you can. Sapphire is the super spiritual supplement to help turn your walk into a super life with God. Plus the incredible mystery of the temple doors. You'll love it. All free. How do you get this free? Easy. Just remember Jesus' real Hebrew name, Yeshua, and you dial it. That's it. So just call 1-800-YESHUA-1 to receive your free gifts. You will be blessed, but call now. That's 1-800-YESHUA-1. I invite you to join me in the Great Commission to bring salvation back to the Jewish people and reach millions of unreached peoples around the world on five continents. You will be blessed. It's the farthest way you can ever touch the world through Shoei Radio. It's amazing. Okay? You can be part. Just call 1-800-YESHUA-1. It's 1-800-YESHUA-1. You can write me direct. Here's how. Just write to the Nice Jewish Boy, Box 1111, Lodi, L-O-D-I, New Jersey, 07644. It's a Nice Jewish Boy, Box 1111, Lodi, L-O-D-I, New Jersey, 07644. Well, till next time, this is Jonathan Kahn saying, listen, be consecrated to him, my friend. You are his temple. Peace be to you and Messiah, Hassar Shalom, the Prince of Peace, the Lord of Hanukkah. This is Truth to Ponder with Bob Bierman. And I welcome you back to part two of Truth to Ponder. It is a Monday and I'm your host, Bob Bierman. I'm hoping later this week, as we've done before, I hope to have Jim Calhoun again with me on Thursday, maybe Friday, but we're trying to work the details out. It seemed to go pretty smoothly uh, last week. We didn't know we'd pull it off, but we did it the last minute. And I'm glad to have had Jim to help. He'll be helping me as normal on Wednesday. And believe me, folks, I need the rest. And I'm not trying to complain. I'm not trying to get your sympathy. Don't read me wrong, please. But but I've got, I've got to deal with this health issue. And right now, it's beginning to take its toll. And I know why. And I know what needs to be done. And I'm just praying for God to keep me, you know, going another four weeks here so I can, or not even, not even that, more like about little over three, and we can get this problem resolved. Some days are better than others. Today is one of those days where I'm just a little bit more um, out of sorts. But like I say, time will tell. A lot going on, and so your prayers are so much appreciated. You just don't know. There are times that I'll ask for prayer, and I know that you do, and I, I can just tell as the program is airing, that I'm starting to feel better and I sleep better at night. And so just, just keep me in prayer. Uh, for those that want to know exactly what is wrong, I, I don't talk too much about this on the radio, but I'll tell you. Um, and, and while the prognosis is extremely good, um, it's just a problem getting from point A to point B. I have bladder cancer, but it was caught early, stage zero, Uh, non-intrusive, low-grade. And you don't get any better than that, except not having it at all. And it can be dealt with, but it's been causing, and what triggered us to even examine this was that I was starting to get blood in my urine. And they didn't know if it was kidney stones or it could have been an infection. It could have been a lot of things. And it took a long time to get to the bottom of this and, and realize what it was. And so uh, earlier in a while back, we, we had the surgery done 
and that was back in November. And I, then they decided to schedule the second one because they they were not able at that time with the, and it was not because it was so bad. It was just the way things were. There's still some left to remove. And then one more treatment that they want to give to keep it from coming back for many, many years. The problem is the bleeding has started back up again. And sometimes it can be a little bit heavier than other days. And I get a little bit weak. It's like giving blood. Um, and and it, it can be a problem. And it it's just been debilitating. And so just pray for me that I can get between now and the next surgery where they can put a stop to this like they did the last time. Now, I was warned it could happen again. Some of these little polyps, you know, they, they latch onto a blood vessel, they break, and they're dripping. And it is a problem that got better, then gets worse, gets better, gets worse, and right now it's bad. And so it makes doing this radio program incredibly hard, to be quite blunt. But it is the Christmas season, and... And a lot of people get some solace in that. I hope you do. I know I do. I try to look away from the world and look to the manger. And the manger takes us through a life of ministry, the cross, and victory. And I think too many of us get so caught up in the things of this world. And the stories, and I'll share a couple of more stories here today. You need to know because understand what the enemy's game plan is so you can plan and be prepared accordingly. What did Jesus tell his disciples? Look at the signs of the seasons. They're everywhere. Be observant. Don't be in panic. Be observant. That's the most important thing you could possibly do. There's a story that I want to share. And by the way, real quick, I I ran into this right as I was doing the break. I had mentioned that one journalist uh, that had passed away in uh, covering the World Cup. A second journalist died on Saturday with no clear explanation for his death. And looking at his picture, he's not that old. He's not that old. Grant Wall was the one guy that did pass away, age 48. This guy's probably around the same same age, if not younger. There have been others that have died there. And we're supposed to believe that all of this is normal. I just don't remember stuff like this happening, but maybe it does. But it just seems a little bit, well, it just seems a little strange. I know that the brother of Grant Wall... Um, was insisting that his brother's desk, that he could have been murdered. See, they'll never talk about the vaccine. And, and maybe, you know, I'm just giving you a possibility. I'm not saying that it is. But notice they will never go anywhere near anything except the absurd. His brother Eric issued a statement after his brother's death last week saying his brother was possibly murdered because, see, the brother had once worn a rainbow T-shirt in Qatar. And the Qatari government uh, may have had a murder because he was pro-gay. You know, that government there is is a little bit different. Uh, They like the money. They may remind you not to wear stuff like that, but I don't think they'd be stupid enough 
to murder a journalist because he had a a rainbow-friendly T-shirt on in a press box where nobody really could see him. For them to suggest strongly that he not wear it because of the culture, I could see happening. But we need to deflect the issue. It can't be the vaccine. It has to be he was murdered by the this evil Islamic government because he's anti-gay. And trust me, that'll be the official narrative out of this bankrupt White House of ours in the United States. And I'm sure Trudeau might even get on board in Canada. Or just say nothing. Just ride the wave. I mentioned earlier something that I want you to understand. That everything that happened in terms of controlling your life during the pandemic had its roots in plans that were long before made. A lot of people to this day that I've talked to that are, you know, that are saying, Bob, why didn't you get, you know, your fifth booster? Why don't you get, I haven't taken anything. And I have no intention of taking anything. And they, they don't understand why I'm so having such an adverse feeling toward these vaccines because there were too many lies, number one. Fauci said, hey, we won't get a vaccine for years. It takes it takes 10 years to get a vaccine. That's what he was saying right before the election of 2020. He didn't want Trump to win. And I firmly believe that he and the FDA and the CDC knew the vaccines had been ready. I think some people knew these things were ready before the pandemic began. Is that a stretch? Not really. Stuff that keeps leaking out is beginning to paint a picture that this has been in the planning stages for ages. An event 201 in New York City, which just happened to be, I don't know, a coronavirus getting from the wild to people and causing a worldwide pandemic and the need to lock down, the need to create a vaccine, the need for social distancing and all these things they did. It, was, it wasn't a coincidence. And that virus was already being released on the world when that event occurred. So by the time the event was over and everybody had it fresh in their mind, back in their country, they could jump right on the bandwagon and go right into international lockdown and fear. And we have no cure. And no, hydroxychloroquine and and ivermectin don't work. You're going to die. And if you end up in the hospital, you'll probably be on a ventilator with an 80% chance of death. So listen to what we say. Do as we tell you. Be safe. I get so sick of emails that come in. And they're all from scam artists, in my opinion, trying to sell me something. We We hope you are safe. I'm safe in the arms of Jesus, my buddy. I don't need to be worrying about your fear and safety with your face diaper and foolishness. So if you don't believe that all of this has a greater purpose, then understand this. Great Britain, which means it's going to come to Canada real fast. The British public need to change their behavior in order to reduce air pollution. Because air pollution is as dangerous as the coronavirus. Dr. Chris Chris Whitty who is their version of Anthony the Fraud Fauci, who led the government's response in the UK 
during the coronavirus crisis, doing the same things as Dr. Fraud, has warned that air pollution is a big part of the health risk to the public, and we want to keep you safe. And so we need to keep you safe. So what you need to do when you go outside, when you walk down the road, when you go to a public building, when you come back to, and therefore it is quite important that the government takes it seriously, the fact that you go outside and you need to wear a permanent face diaper and you really need to stay at home. You need to limit those trips, especially don't use a car. Oh no. Shaming the public, trying to get people who are in their cars or even use a wood-burning stove. These people need to be re-educated. We need to change behavior. It is the prison without walls that they put you in because you're afraid that you're going to die from pollution, coronavirus, or whatever else they invent this week. This is where our world is today. This is, I told you that they would use all of this in time to control you. They know how far they can go. And it's funny, in the report that they give trying to make you want to stay home forever and never drive your car and never go out and just, you know, stay home. They, in their own report, it says that the air quality in the United Kingdom has improved radically since the 1980s. The report said that in order to reduce the impact, though, there needs to be vast changes made by the public to their normal habits concerning use of energy and traveling. Your behavior must be controlled. I mentioned last week a city, actually a county, Dividing itself into what are called 15-minute zones. You're allowed to leave them 100 days of the year. Do you see? It's already restricting. You, 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 they're going to use gates and technology that reads license plates. And they'll decide if you've driven too much. And if you do, you can't get gas. See where that digital currency comes into play? That's where it's going to head. They know that they can place people in fear and they know they can get the lapdog elite media to go with them they just keep paying them more money and give them more freedom than you they're they're exempt from all the other risk and things that you have to go through public health is being used as a weapon to control you and getting health care from your government is the carrot stick if you want us to treat you when you're sick you must obey us on everything else, and that's where we are. And so air pollution is a great and horrible danger. Freedom of religion, something else that is falling apart. We saw that also in England. And what goes to England goes to Canada. From Canada, it always creeps into the United States in a matter of, well, it's getting quicker now. It used to be a decade. Now it's just a handful of years. Story out of England. A prosecutor in England says the Bible passage, that many Bible passages no longer are appropriate in our society. And says, citing those verses 
can result in charges for threatening and abusive speech. The Bible is now hate speech. When I made that statement, I can remember on the radio uh, station I worked at a number of years ago, I said the day the day's going to come that the Bible's going to be hate speech. I said that on a program called the Suncoast Morning Magazine in Sarasota, Florida. And I had a guest look at me and said, nah, this is America. Freedom of religion can't happen. <laughs> you want to bet? It is happening. It is happening. And this is the case of a street preacher charged for speeching, for a, for a talking what the Bible says about homosexuality. And they want to charge him. They want to jail him. He was charged with violating a public order by engaging in abusive, insulting speech when he told a lesbian couple that homosexuals will not inherit the kingdom of heaven and quoting the Bible. And the real tragedy really here, let's be honest, it's not that that this guy, this preacher, a 55-year-old former Army Special Forces veteran, was charged in England. The tragedy is the same thing and worse are now being done to people all over the world, including the United States, where the Constitution supposedly guarantees we don't have that kind of treatment by our government, but we do. Hey, when you got a reprobate like Merrick Garland and you've got fascists and dictators, you know, you've got fascists running the FBI, running a Gestapo agency, when you have gender-confused individuals running the White House, yeah, anything is possible. And common sense is apparently, though, not one of them. This most basic freedom, the freedom of religion, that was enshrined by the founding fathers of this country, shall make no law respecting the establishment of religion and prohibiting the free exercise thereof. You know, Alexander Hamilton and a lot of the others. By the way, I always get a kick when people say, we don't want to deal with a, with a document written by a bunch of old white guys. You know, some of the signers of the Constitution were in their teens, 18 and 19 years old. They put their lives on the line, took a big risk. Yeah, it wasn't just old men. We're not as old as you think. So that's a lie. They try to perpetuate just a bunch of old white racist guys. You know, that's how they try to treat it. The Some of the Federalists believe that the Bill of Rights that was added, the first 10 amendments of the Constitution, weren't even necessary because, you know, why would we need them? Everybody understands. Well, apparently everybody didn't. And we know they don't. And the anti-Federalist feared a strong centralized government and refused to support the Constitution without a Bill of Rights and that the Constitution would never have come into being had that not those, those First Amendments not been there. The Bill of Rights. They were told we don't need them. Everybody should understand. But see, there were two thoughts at, at play at that time. There were those that wanted a big central government and those that absolutely wanted a minimal federal government, and they want they wanted most of the power given to the states. They wanted the federal government to only deal in a handful of areas, the common defense of our nation, in other words, the military, our Navy, our Army, our Marines, 
and ultimately years later, the Air Force. That was the primary responsibility. A court to protect the rights of all citizens if a state should infringe on those rights. You know, back in the early days of this nation, there were very few federal laws. That's where that expression, you're making this a federal case or a federal offense, that meant something in the 1920s and 30s. There were very few federal laws. Most laws that we lived by were state laws, and there were very few federal laws. There were very few federal agencies. But after the income tax, after we got rid of the Senate of the United States as we knew it, by the way, this may be news to some of you, Prior to Woodrow Wilson, senators were not elected by the people. They were appointed by their state legislatures. Why? So the states would have a check and balance issue and mechanism to the federal government so it wouldn't get too strong. You had the House of Representatives for the people, then the Senate representing the interest of the states and the president was just the executive office. Then you have the courts. And the whole idea was if some bill came through that would negatively impact the states, those states could tell their senators, we don't want this. We had a better check and balance. But once it became national and once national money could be used in a senatorial race. I mean, how many people believe that Senator Raphael Warnock raised money from the people in the state of Georgia? He didn't. 90% of his money came from out-of-state interest. 90% or more. He's not a Georgia senator. He's a corporate party-owned senator. He has nothing to do with state, with the states having a say. He could care less what the state of Georgia wants. He's going to be his own entity running around with Chuck Schumer and any leftist cause that tickles his reprobate fancy. Most of our senators today could care less about the states they're from. Mitt Romney's one of them. He's a carpet-bagging opportunist from Mass- who lived in Illinois, Massachusetts, and then decides because I'm Mormon, I'm going to run out there to, to Utah and get elected because they love me. He's a reprobate. By the way, he supported that destruction of marriage bill. So did my congressman in Florida, which angers me. Brian Mast, you have lost my support permanently. Permanently. Sorry. You know, you, I've had issues with you already, but you've now crossed the line that you, I cannot, I'm not, you're done in my book. You need, I, I, I regret that we voted for you. I really do. And I let him know. And he can count on the fact that I will do anything in my power to vote for anybody but him. Of course, as I've mentioned before, and I'll get into this maybe tomorrow, I've given up on the political parties. There, even among the Republicans, you saw how many crossed the line on that one. They're un, they're unworthy of your support. Any of those in the House or the Senate that voted for that disastrous anti-God, anti-marriage bill, 
do not deserve your support. They des- they deserve your disdain. And I hope you give it to them loudly. These parties play the game. Loyal opposition. Mitt, Mitch McConnell, to me, is a reprobate. He's a liar. He's an opportunist. He promises that he'll do this and that and the other. Remember Obamacare? We're going to get rid of it. When they had the opportunity, they failed. They never intended to get rid of it. They just wanted to show to have all the conservative suckers keep sending them money. And when you supported people like Mitt Romney, when you supported people like Brian Mast and others, you're being played a fool. And the worst part is they know it. They get into D.C. and they change all the things they said they are. You find out they really aren't. You know, our freedom of expression, religion, our the, the Bill of Rights has been violated numerous times by these godless reprobates that believe in the vilest forms of sexual deviancy ever to exist on the planet. A deviancy that God is going to call us to judgment on. That day is coming. Now, in the closing minutes of the program, real quick, I would love your input on something. I mean, one of the things that I've been dealing with in my mind is the direction of this radio program. I mean, should I just read the news and tell you all the bad stuff or should should I get into God's word and explain to some people that don't spend enough time there, you're spending too much time on Fox News and not in God's word or Newsmax or, or some obscure website that has some weird stuff on it. How about we spend an equal amount of time seeking what God would have us to do? Maybe your church is not feeding you Maybe you need to learn how to be fed. And maybe that's the direction this radio program needs to be moving in in the days, weeks, and months ahead. It's easy to get on the news stuff and talk about it. That's a no-brainer. I can find this stuff and pretty much check its accuracy so I don't feel uncomfortable sharing it. There are a lot of stories I see every day that are sent to me that there is like, no way I'm going to do this. Not, no way, not going to happen. So I don't, because I want whatever I share with you to be truth. Would you support this ministry? Number one, let me know what you think. You can send me an email, bob at truththenumber2ponder.com. Bob at truththenumber2ponder.com. Our mailing address is post office box 510. And make the check payable to Ancient Word Radio if you can support us or money order. Ancient Word Radio, P.O. Box 510. The city is Chilhowee, C-H-I-L-H-O-W-I-E, Chilhowee, Virginia. And the zip code is 24319. That's Chilhowee, Virginia, zip code 24319. P.O. Box 510, Chilhowee, Virginia, zip code 24319. This has been Truth to Ponder with Bob Bierman. To find out more, visit our website, Truth, the number two, and the word ponder.com. That's Truth, the number two, ponder.com. Truth to Ponder, shining the light of truth in a darkening world.